everyone, Edna Kimball, Edna Sells, Century 21 Wright Real Estate, and welcome to today's podcast where we have um, a really special guest. Um, today we are talking fire prevention, and we're actually doing it in honor of the 100th anniversary of the Fire Prevention Week, and that's been running since 1925. And every year about this time, we start talking about fire prevention and house safety just because we start using heaters and that type of thing. So today we have with us a very special guest. We have the actual chief of the fire department. Is that the proper term? Yes, yes ma'am. Okay, uh, for Tahlequah. Now are you Tahlequah or Cherokee County? Tahlequah Fire Chief. Ch Tahlequah Fire Chief. And so you're basically head of the firefighters. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to get the terminology correct. Not firemen, but firefighters, because we do have some females on the department, right? Yes, we have currently have one female that's on our department. Uh, and just to kind of go back on the uh, departments, there's actually 14 departments in Cherokee County. And oh, cool. So there's rural departments, and in Tahlequah is basically the city, and the town of Halbert has a fire department. And then the rest of them are in the rural areas. Okay, great. So do the volunteer departments fall under those 14 categories? Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's where that comes yes. from. Okay. And so how long have you been a firefighter? So I started in 1996, which that would be, what, 20? Whoa. <laughs> you were 12 when you started, right? <laughs> Actually, I was five. <laughs> in case you're doing the math. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And how long have you been chief? So I got I became chief uh, a couple years ago. Um, when Ray retired and he got uh, took another job with the city, so I started working as the fire chief. I was the assistant chief in, I think, 2017 to about 2020. And then okay. right when the pandemic hit is when oh, they got promoted to chief. <laughs> when Ray said, I'm out of here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But fortunately, Ray is still serving the community in just another capacity. Yes. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay. Um, so tell us what, uh, why is this time of year so important for fire prevention? So basically, we, this is kind of the fire prevention month. It's when the schools uh, in the rural areas and uh, the city, they kind of teach their fire safety to the students. What's special to us this year is this is going to be the actual year that we actually get to go back into the schools. Oh, it's been two years since we've done that and so we're really excited about doing that. Oh wow and is that um because now I'm going to tell my age is the stop drop and roll is that still <laughs> the firemen used to come to the yeah. school with the big red truck and and teach that? I think it's stop drop and row or get low and go. You know, oh get low and go that's good okay fun. So one of the things that we've kind of started right before the pandemic hit. I think we'd done it one or two times. I can't remember, uh, but uh, we, we built a skit. Um, so we, we had some uh, donation from Lowe's mm -hmm. and we actually built a, a skit that we take to the schools and actually put on our in the auditorium, put them on stage and we actually do a full blown skit for the uh, fire prevention. That is great. So you kind of show them what to do and what to expect. Yes, and our role players are the firefighters. So they oh. get to interact with the group. I bet they love yeah, that. They do. They yes, do. that's fantastic. Okay. And so what are like maybe the top three to five causes of house fires? Well, you know, naturally it depends on what time of the season it is, but you know, typically in the, coming up on winter winter time, it's, you know, usually a heating okay. issue, you know, um, and then also 
you know, all the grass is dying. Um, so we have uh, yeah, grass fires are uh, prominent in the, in the winter times and in also in the, in, the, in the fall. So cooking fires is one that we go on quite a bit and just, you know, space heaters and stuff. Trying, people trying to stay warm and, and different things that causes fires. Okay, okay. And I can unfortunately say that the grass fires, those get out of hand so fast. <laughs> yes, and I think right now, all the surrounding counties, except for Cherokee, is under a burn ban right now. Okay, So yeah. maybe that's coming, I, I don't know. We've been, we kind of uh, coincide with the county commissioners and the rural departments to kind of, there's certain criteria that has to be met before we can do that. Keep that under control. Yeah. And then um, I've had my own cooking fire also. Yeah. And so what's the best way to put the cooking fire out? Like other than calling 911, but if it's just something really small. Well, we don't want to put water on it, you know. No water. So the best way to do that is to smother, you know, uh, you know, a flour, cover it with a pan, you know, something like that on the grease fire. Okay. So, and that's typically, you know, um, best thing to do is have a fire extinguisher handy. You know, we encourage that with all the homeowners to have a fire extinguisher in the kitchen area or, or close to the kitchen area so they can put that out. Okay, and I did just a quick research before. Um, right now, Telco Lumber has them on sale, the, the small kitchen size, and they're only $17. So right. everyone go buy one at Telco Lumber <laughs> and have it in your kitchen. It's super easy and can really, because the thing is, is most people try to move the pot uh, or the pan that's on fire, and that is like a massive no-no, right? So no water and don't try to move it. Uh, use the fire extinguisher. I had to educate my wife the other day on that, which is kind of quite embarrassing. <laughs> I said, you cause a fire by putting water on that, I'm going to be really upset. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and people think water will put it out, but it will actually yeah, make it, it kind of makes it worse. Jump out, yeah. Okay. We had what's interesting about cooking fires. We had recently two fires, kind of back to back, that were animals had started the fire. You know, they had reached up. Uh, one, both of them was I think one was a cat, one was a dog. It was reaching up on the stove. That was going after another animal or food that was left up there and turned their stove on and caused a fire, which is pretty, pretty interesting. The first one was really interesting, and then they was all talking about it. And like literally, like the next day, we had the same type of fire. So. I but, can see how that would happen because so many of them are, yeah. are the electronic, you know, all of that. So, okay. Okay, there you go. And so what about electrical fires? Is there really anything to do um, for a homeowner or should we just get out and call 911? So, you know, the best thing to do is to make sure that you get out and stay out. And then, you know, uh, but if you have a fire extinguisher, you can try to extinguish those type of fires. But uh, the main thing for you and your family is to get out because, and you have your meeting place, that's one thing we teach to all the, the schools. And uh, so when you get out, you have a spot that you guys meet. So when we do show up, you can let us know, hey, you know, everybody's out, or, you know, Junior's in the house, and this is his bedroom, so we'll know, because we don't know the layout of the house. And you can let us know so we can go in there. So that's, uh, that's really important, and that's one of the things that we teach, you know, uh, really, you know, the, the main thing is the safety of the citizens, you know, the everything can be uh, rebuilt and put back, but your life can't, so we really make sure that you want to get out and stay out. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. So maybe set the family down, talk about the plan. If the fire alarm goes off in the middle of the night, rather than running from room to room, everyone go out yeah. and meet in a specific place. 
Yeah, and the first thing, like you said, uh, making sure that you have an alarm. That's our main goal is we want to make sure everybody has a smoke alarm in their residence um, to alert them to get out. And once they're out, just so they have a spot that they go, uh, typically we always say it's the mailbox or, you know, uh, the tree, the oak tree out in the front yard or whatever. So just as long as you have a designated spot, so when we show up, and then go to the neighbor's house, then call 911. Don't try to call 911 in the house. Don't try to get your phone. Don't try to get, you know, different things. That's, uh, you know, like I said, your, your life is the most important thing to us, and we'll make sure you get, get out. Absolutely. Okay. And then how many fire extinguisher or fire alarms, detectors, should you have per house? So we try to put, make sure you have one on each floor of your residence. Oh, okay. Okay. And that usually is enough to, to do it. Okay. Okay. And then how often should they check those? Every year. Okay. You know, when the time changes, it is typically a good time to do that. Oh, yeah. We used to do a little video about that on time on the time changing. That's, and that's so that'd be you know twice a year. So okay, okay, so yeah, okay. So anything else that we need to let them know about fire prevention and uh, safety? Well, you know, I just would like to let everybody know that we are going back into the school, so you can let all the you know let the parents know their their kids are going to be coming home with some stuff from the fire talking, department. Yeah. A lot of talking. You know, uh, we're really excited uh, to get back. Uh, got uh, like the three main schools. We got Sequoia Elementary that comes to our station and do a tour. We go to Cherokee Nation Immersion School and today they just went to one, uh, I can't remember the name of it, They, but anyways they just got back from another one. So just be prepared that your kids are going to be coming home excited letting them so you'll know that yeah we were in the school. So. Oh that's fantastic and I bet they really do you yeah. guys take the truck out and yes. school uniforms yeah. Oh, yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh yes. Well I think that's great because that starts the conversation when the kids right. are talking about it so take advantage of that set the kids down make your plan and be prepared and don't forget to go buy the smoke detectors one per floor yes. right. Yes. And then go ahead and get the fire extinguisher. I think that's, I hadn't thought about the fire extinguisher on the electrical fires, so yep. it works the same. Okay, fantastic. So how many fire fires are there in Tahlequah at the department? So Tahlequah has 21 full-time firefighters. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have six per shift, and then we have myself, an assistant chief, and a fire marshal. Uh, and then we have, uh, I think it's 11 volunteers right. that are with us. Okay. okay, and do they have to volunteer for so long before they become a full-time? So typically how that is, just when there's an opening, they usually try to apply, but we usually try to get from the volunteers because, oh, yeah. you know, we require our volunteers to be just as trained as we are. It's a very, uh, it's a very tough job to do it for, for very little pay, uh, especially the volunteers and you know, they're, they're away from their family, um, they, they miss activities, they miss holiday stuff, and, uh, you know, it's, um, if you know one of them, you know, just, I, I, I encourage you to say, you know, I appreciate your service, because they, they really do a lot. Yeah. Proud of them. And recently, um, I don't know if the entire department was in on this, but you guys became TikTok famous, or? <laughs> do you, are you aware of that? Yeah, you talk, I'm assuming you're talking about the ragu. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So during the uh, the pandemic, we, you know, I kind of challenged each shift to kind of, you know, to boost their the, the morale of each each shift, and uh, so they decided. 
I didn't tell, I didn't care what they did, just right. do something. And they decided to do a TikTok video. Um, basically, then kind of a spoof off of a, a, a current Ragu commercial. And they did it and they posted it on their TikTok page. And so happened that Ragu actually saw it. <laughs> Donated quite a bit of Ragu sauce. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Actually going to the council meeting, I think it's next week to see if we can get that to where we can use it as a donation to the fire department. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, well, that it was fun to yeah, watch. it was. And, and you guys went viral with it. It did, so, it did yeah. go viral. They, yeah. They was, uh, they was kind of thinking they might have to sign a few autographs and stuff like that. <laughs> There's a few of them that are TikTok yeah. famous now, yeah, so yeah. yeah, we follow them. Um, and then, um, because you do have, they so they live there and they're on shifts, or how does that work? So, Tahlequah has two stations. We have the one downtown, which is on Chickasaw Street, um, and then we have one at uh, Southridge, uh, right kind of across oh, from the entrance of Heritage School. Yeah. So, typically, there's uh, three that stay at Station 1 and three that stay at Station 2 when we get a full staff. And, yes, they stay there for 24 hours. The shift starts at 7 in the morning, and it ends the following day at 7 in the morning. So, oh, wow. Uh, if they... Uh, you know, have a busy night, they don't get any sleep, and so it just seems like, you know, the town's growing, which you know, um, yes. it's uh, it's pretty exciting, and uh, we're getting, the call volume is getting more and more, and, you know, it's just, uh, they're, they're not getting as much sleep as they used to. <laughs> Full-time job, yeah. for sure, yeah. when they're yeah. on. Okay, and do you anticipate adding a third anytime soon, or? Yeah, we're looking at uh, possibly there's talks uh, maybe trying to do a, a third one out towards the airport mm -hmm. uh, it's just in the talking stage right now sure sure uh, you know kind of it's looking like the city's you know growing to a point that maybe some people say it's going to double in size within the next 10 years so anyway you know, if that if that's the case then yes we're probably going to have to have a you know a third and maybe even going down to a fourth station okay and is it city funded federally funded Grants, um, donations. What? The fire department. Uh -huh. It's city funded. City funded. So your tax dollars pay our salary and, and the okay. equipment. Uh, just got it. Actually, uh, got a new fire truck in last month. It took uh, about a year to get in, but we finally got it in. So we're adding to the fleet. So it's pretty exciting times. That is great. Then okay, and you guys heard it here. Going to double in ten years. Now he didn't. Uh, he didn't guarantee it. No. Possibly. <laughs> Well, we really appreciate you taking time out, especially during this busy time to come in, but because we do know this is Fire Prevention Month going into one of the busiest seasons, Yes. Um, start thinking about your holiday decor, checking those light strings, uh, Christmas time, fireplaces, all of those things that you guys already know about, but you sometimes forget to uh, put in place. So, yeah, anything else we should add? Well, you, you did leave out the, the holiday of the Halloween's coming up. One of the things we are doing, uh, we're doing a trunk or treat with the city, I think, uh, the 31st, which is on, I think, Monday this year. Okay. It's uh, going to be at uh, the Anthus Brandon Park. So we're going to have our new fire truck out there, and we're going to be handing out candy, I think, from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Oh, nice. Okay, fantastic. So bring all the little ghosts and goblins out there. For sure. That would be great. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming in today to talk about fire prevention and fire safety. And 
Um, there is uh, obviously on the city website, you can reach out. There's a lot of great information if you have any questions. And then again, the kiddos are going to get to uh, to meet the firefighters and get a, a lot of additional information. But if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. We'll put you in touch with the correct people to get those answers for you. So, okay. Well, thank you so much. I thank appreciate you coming so in today. And everyone, thanks for watching today's podcast. And remember, fire prevention, it's super important.